What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'm trying very hard to think of a haiku. I just want to do one more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's make a haiku. Here we go. I guess it's over. I had a wonderful time. I loaf all you guys. <laughs> oh! Yeah. I love you too, Sean. I love how he pretends to be cured and then the rain melts away his fake skin and shows himself. Imagine getting destroyed by rain twice in the same episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's embarrassing! Twice in two seconds. They understood entering this final episode that they had 50 minutes to solve everything. So, they decided, we will not solve everything. Yeah. Yes. We will focus on making this a heartfelt finale. We'll, we'll feature Luz, Ida, and King front yes. and center, the main characters of the show. It will be about them, their relationship, and them defeating Belos and the Collector. And that's what the season finale is about, and that's why it works, because it doesn't try to do too much. Okay, welcome. I would just like to thank anyone who has tuned in to any of these podcasts. I'm sure, like, probably people just tune in to, like, whenever a good episode comes out and they search for it and then we're in the search results and they watch it because that's what I do too. But, um, I appreciate that anybody has tuned into this because this was kind of just this is something I had always wanted to do, but I have kind of never had friends who watch stuff that I watch. So I'm also grateful to the three other fellow people on this podcast who, I mean, Chan sort of came up with the idea to do this show in the first place. So special thanks to him. Yeah, I'm pretty much a genius. Thanks to you guys <laughs> for, for helping with editing and promotion and like just watching it with me because I think we, we, we succeeded in what I hoped we would do, which is just like, we would just watch it and then hang out and talk about it. Like we weren't, Aside from like coming up with a rating number, we never were forcing ourselves to have some sort of opinion or or anything. Like we were genuinely just hanging out, and that's all I wanted to do. And it's really special to me that we were able to do that. You know, for like however many episodes this <laughs> is. So how long was you. it? Like that, I don't know. Are, maybe are we 40-ish? talking like multiple years? No, I'm talking about in terms of time. Um, yeah, it's just okay. forty-three episodes. In terms of time, I think it started in. 2020. Like, when right? did we start? Yeah. Was it 2020? I think 2020. Uh, we we started maybe? recording in the summer of 2020. Yeah, okay. So it's almost three years later. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. That's I refuse to believe that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. The Owl House podcast season one takes place between our BMO episode recording and our Obsidian episode recording. That's insane. That's insane. It really doesn't feel like that it's been that long. Because we made it a common thing. We've yeah. been following the Owl House this entire time, and now it's finally ended. I know, and that's that's just what I'm saying. Is I'm so, I'm so glad we were able to do that because I've never done that with other people. So it was really fun. I'm really glad as well. I've been a cartoon fan for. I've been a cartoon fan for a long time. I've been following some shows religiously since 2012 with Adventure Time. 
and I never really got to participate in a podcast like this with my with my fellow with my friends from the fandom. So it's been great discovering a completely new show this way and reviewing it each step of the way. You know, it's funny is when Adventure Time was airing, obviously very passionate about that show, obviously still was back then, and a new episode would air, and I, like, a, like if it was like a really good one, I had nowhere to put my energy. I, like, I had the, my Tumblr page, yeah, and I would definitely speak in capital letters, but like, I was like, oh my god, I like, I need to process this with people, but like, it kind of, yeah. it was hard, because I, you know, the it's intimidating uh like i made some fandom friends but this is like it's really special to watch something and like take it all in and then immediately just be with your friends and be able to discuss it it's like really special and i appreciate you guys i had so much fun honestly because i would usually watch stuff with my brother but then at a point like when we were getting older like we sort of stopped liking the same stuff and then, like, I was never very active on Tumblr, or at least I never got to notice, but I would always tune into the hashtags and stuff when there was stuff to, uh, to talk about and to look at. But, like, over time, I've started to like anime a lot more, so I was kind of falling out of cartoons right when Adventure Time had ended, so, like, Owl House wrote me back in. We saved you, and, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's over. Now I don't know what to do. But we, we can I worry know. about that later. <laughs> with, with anime as well, the fandom, like, like, okay, we've had some cartoons with very hostile fandoms, right? And this is po- probably one of them. But, um, but <laughs> of course anime, you gotta say that at the beginning of the damn episode. Okay, but like, but like, okay, so basically I'm intimidated by the Owl House uh, fandom, so I've never engaged because I've been a bit worried about doing so. Um, but like, but like, it's a lot friendlier and it's a lot more open and welcoming and inclusive than fucking anime fandom will ever be. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> no, I know, um, but I've never, I've never really engaged with anime fandom either. But, but that, that's a yeah, whole other thing. But, but yeah, when it comes to fandom, it's been so nice to like just hop in place to place, meet new people in any community and the Owl House fandom, I want you to recognize that even if your fandom disappears from the face of the planet or seems to have done so after a few months, it's still going to be there. Like you're still going to all have memories of watching this show and enjoying it. And in maybe 10 years time, you'll start messaging each other again and you'll be like, Hey, you were my friend back when we were doing the Owl House, when we were watching the Owl House together. How have you been doing? And then you'll get into all sorts of rocky things. Oh, together. yeah. When they, think, when they go on HBO Max, when they reboot it, you yeah. guys will be in. <laughs> yeah, Owl House Distant Lands. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can make the Owl House reboot when they eventually decide to reboot the show. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet of you so, to say, Tipsy. Yeah. I I mean, that's really... sort of how we, that's how we all started talking on Discord, really. It wasn't until after Adventure Time was over. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. until long, it wasn't until the show had ended and everyone was sort of like like trying to stick together. Um, and then um, I was invited into Chan's Discord and Tulip asked if we wanted to make a game podcast together for the second video game. And I said no at first. I said no at first, but I eventually. I think went I back also said, said no. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we, we said no, and then we went back and said, "Hey, no, no. Actually, I think I'd like to try something different and participate in some risky and fun." Yeah, that's right. The beginning of that uh, series was just uh, me and Nick. Yeah. Um, and that was like. 
I honestly I don't recommend going back to watch those videos. They're, they're <laughs> awkward because that was when you and me were like first starting to get to know each other. Yes. Yeah, and also we had that really weird thing of we had to record a new one every twenty minutes because your because your recording software was really bad to it and your microphone. And also, and I was speaking from like a head an Xbox mic as well, so it wasn't great. Also, it took like forty three episodes to kill a boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Anyways, anyway. Okay, to rope us back into Owl House, I was gonna say going off of what Tipsy said about uh, fandom stuff, like. It's. I was just at uh, a convention. I was just at Anime Boston. Lots of Owl House oh. stuff everywhere. Like lots of people at Artist Alley doing it. Lots of cosplays. Um, super nice. And I would also. I also so like it's. It's cool to see that the fandom is thriving, even though I personally haven't specifically engaged in it aside from making these videos, I guess. But also, like to a lot of people, it's like so interesting to think about how to a lot of people the Owl House is like their adventure time like they're in that same sort of age that i was or we were we're all sort of different ages but like the same sort of place in their life when like another show came out for us this show is coming out for them so i do just want to say that i'm very jealous that they got a much more uh interesting finale than gravity falls did (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking that the entire way through i was like Sorry, Nick, I'm going to have to tell you at some point in this podcast that this finale blows Gravity Falls out of the water. No, it, def- it definitely does. It definitely does. <laughs> no, but it's true what Tipsy said. Like, it's it's really tough to, like, lose something like this. Because, like, when I lost... When Adventure Time ended, like, it's fucking devastating. But it's also something that's really hard to be taken seriously by, like, people that aren't, you know, in the fandom or understand it. It's like you're like really sad about it. They're like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "My TV show ended." And it's like everyone's like, "Okay," but like, it really does live on through you, and it's important yeah. to remember that, like what it what it did for you, and to carry and, that with you, and then also just hope that there's a reboot and it's good. <laughs> I, guess. I think like these finales, like unless it's a show that just got canceled, like the sort of big finales for these more recent shows, like. Like, Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, Owl House, Star vs. Wars Evil, maybe. Like, they do try to give, like, a really good catharsis in the ending. Like, you're sad that it's gone, but, like, it's gone and it, like, it went out. Like, you you got to experience the story actually ending. You don't have to sit there and, like, feel upset that they did something stupid with the ending except for Star vs. Wars Evil, I guess. Some people think that. But just the, the way this episode had, like, it had that whole epilogue that went on for, like, ten minutes or so, like... It, it had so much, like, that awesome animation that the show occasionally has. Like, they really honed in on being like, this is the finale. You know, it had me getting emotional. It had me smiling and being like, this is so badass. Like, this is what, this is the absolute right thing to do to deliver some, like, catharsis for a finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I want to say, I think I've mentioned this before uh, on this podcast, but I watched, like, all of Amphibia during the, like, last hiatus before the show, you know, did its final run and then ended. And at the time, that felt like, oh, cool, you know, I I timed this perfectly, I can see the end. And I did, and that was a lot of fun, but it was also just gone so quickly. Whereas with this podcast, you know, of course, I, I was watching Owl House from the beginning anyway, like, weekly episodes and all that back when they were doing that. But especially with this podcast, uh, I feel... Like I had a much more whole experience, and like I'm really, you know, participating in the in the moment, and I really like that. Thank you guys. 
I yes. I just randomly got a message from my friend Mike said uh their significant other was just crying about how perfect Hunter's ending was. My friend Mike does not watch The Owl House. That's just a funny coincidence. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's really sweet. Tell Mike that's sweet and also that's in the podcast. Yeah, well, I'll link him, I'll link him the timestamp and be like, here's your cameo. Like, all 30 people 30. know your name. It's like 11 yeah. minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. So this episode was great. Do you want to start talking about it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start... I have to say right off the bat, the pacing was so fucking good. Like, I yeah. was, like, I don't even, I think he said it was an hour, like 45 minutes or something. It, I, yeah. I had no idea like 53 how. 53 minutes. I had no idea how long yeah. that was, but, like, I was just like, I don't care how long this is because, like, this is the exact length I would want it to be yeah. based on. Like, it just, like, was so good. I was just. Because, <laughs> like I was just saying, when they like when they got into the epilogue stuff and it just kept going. And I was like, no way. Like, no other show has given us this much, like, look into the future stuff. This is so sweet. Like, they really knew how to time it out. I think my, my like, if we, like just to get it out of the way, I think some of the writing at within the first maybe 10 minutes of the episode was like pretty not that good but yeah the pacing was good like everything else was good i just think some of the dialogue came out really really blatantly but um but afterwards like once it got into yeah bellos being more involved in stuff it was like t- i'm sure some of that stuff is just because of that they had to rush everything to fit it into one hour long yeah. episode and they had and to I like, had so, a little more time had to, to like sort of recap it a little like it, it's kind of like kind of reminding you of, of character scenarios and stuff so it's like fine my initial impression of the opening scene is like so when i was watching it um and i saw that it was Luz thinking she's as bad as bellos when i was watching it the other day i was like no no we've been through this you're not as bad as bellos why are we wasting any more time on this plot point? We've got to move on and get on with the episode. Um, I was frustrated. I was like, I, I, I wasn't that interested. But then it got to the point where um, she realised that it wasn't the real Amity. And it was so funny how she realised that. Like, she didn't go, oh, the real Amity would never tell me this. No, she just went, the real Amity would never quote, misquote the good witches, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and then we forget about that for a while. And... The reason that the opening scene doesn't isn't as frustrating to me on rewatch as it was for that first impression is because of the ending, I might say. Um, because of how it wraps around back to the end, it reminds us how, how guilty Luz feels because she messed up. And then we get the scene with King's dad later on, where he says, no, 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 you're, you're fucking, you're, you're not remotely similar. Um, yeah, which the okay. subtitles like spoiled a little bit. Hacker Titan, lose! Yeah. You have to rake up. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Disney. Um, so yeah, we got spoiled by the subtitles too. I'm sure most of you were. Um, I watched this episode yesterday, and I did not have the subtitles on, so I, I had the purest experience, I guess. Yeah, I had the subtitles on until they had that line. Then I turned them off. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, the opening scene a bit a bit like weird, especially with all the characters just saying what Luz has to do. But it makes sense. You, they need to remind us what's going on, and they need to set up the new scenario that we have to deal with immediately, so that they can move on to what they actually want to do. I think it's really interesting how like it starts off like a frame after the other episode ends, like which 
kind of seems weird like what like chan was saying like why is this thumbnail spoiling it but it's like no it, like it's literally just starting immediately after the other episode like if you stitch them together it would be seamless yeah that that was a little bit confusing for me too because i was you know obviously when it starts moving and then it stops moving because it fades to black and everyone starts dreaming then it makes sense it's like oh yeah this is just picking up right where it left off basically but i didn't remember exactly the moment the last episode left off on it's been a, <laughs> it's been a little while you know I was going to say, it's funny that there it, it started with a nightmare. I was like, man, what is it with shows I like when their finales having, and their finales having big nightmares yes. that I'm like, oh yes. come oh, on, move on, please. <laughs> I actually, I actually didn't mind the nightmare sequences because I thought, I, I, I don't know. I, it was obviously a good reminder, but it was like. This is par for the course for oh, a yeah. show we like at this stage. Yeah, well, they absolutely did not overstay their welcome. The title of this episode is Watching and Dreaming. But the dreaming, you know, wasn't that big a part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like, okay, we thought it watching and dreaming, so we need a dream. Also, it's a serious finale, so we need a dream. Anyway, here's the dream, um, and now you can watch the characters waking up and being really happy to see each other. I thought it was nice to explore the guilt that Luz felt. Like, I know we've already explored that, but, like, to the level that they did, like, kind of being like, why do you get to have a palisman or like why do you get to be happy like we're doing all this stuff for you and other people are getting hurt for it and it's like oh that's interesting to to the, mention like it's the hunter one was actually like slightly heart shattering yeah because he's such a he's <laughs> such a sad little he's such a sad little meow meow you know so like he he, he even lost his palisman he's he's kind of correct Luz has all these threads and hunter lost his the hunter's got this really shit life and he's lost his palisman but that's why but then the real hunter just doesn't really care he's like yeah Luz, you're my best friend um and everyone else is like ugh we're being puppeted by the collector i don't know how they figured it out but yeah. i guess they they know i guess they, so, they they're able to know so something that I didn't necessarily clock until this time, my second time watching the episode, when all of Luz's friends are, like, you know, insulting her in the dream and everything, I think that's not the Collector doing that. I think it's Bellows. Yeah. Because uh, when they try to, like, attack her, then the Collector's, like, strings are what's holding them back from actually hurting her because the Collector just wants to be friends with her. Oh, that's interesting. Like, like, do you think the collector doesn't actually want to hurt Luz and just wants the dream to be? Yeah, because the collector and the collector was then complaining to Bellos, uh, you know, possessing Rain's body. Yeah, saying like, why, why, why are we doing this? Like, like hoping, hoping that. Okay, so something I remembered whilst watching the episode is that in the previous app, uh, the collector thought the king was trying to kill him. They had that whole misunderstanding, do you remember? And it was kind yeah. of forgotten in the Oh, story. yeah, it was like, like it was he'll bathe the world in fire, or was that the, about the collector? I can't remember. No, no, oh, no. Was about like, the I, we need to kill him! Oh, oh yeah! Madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Something like that. We need to silence him permanently with friendship! Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, I guess he just turned yeah. him into a toy, right? <laughs> He just but the, but clearly the collector doesn't it. understand death, so maybe they just didn't register that as a threat. That's why I'm well, oh my I'm confused about if that was Bellows controlling them and the collector stopped Bellows because he doesn't want them to, to like get hurt. If he doesn't understand okay. death and stuff, then why um, would he care about them fighting? 
if it's either way, um, the either way, there's some mind reading going on. So it's possible that the collector just made a nightmare that's yeah, have have nightmares about your worst fears. It's it's not got any specificity to uh, like this is Luz's worst fear. It's believable. It, it is also believable that Bellos set a little up, but like he doesn't think he's done anything wrong. But with King and Eda's dreams, there's no way that Bellos or the collector would know what they're on about. Yeah, I mean, I just assume the nightmares were made by the the people that were being controlled. They're just put into a nightmare state and then went wild. Something. Yeah, they're just like, we're evil now. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. There's so much. I'm just like trying to remember in order. <laughs> I, I actually have the episode pulled up, but I'm kind of scrubbing through it scene by scene because that's the best way I think I'm going to have to remember what I have a saying. dumb question. Uh, what was stopping Bellos from just taking over the heart in the first place? Like, throughout the series. Didn't think of it. Is that it? Like. <laughs> Yeah. What, like, uh, was his end goal to control everyone and the, taking over the heart was, like, last ditch? Like, this is the only way I'm going to get I mean, any he sort still, of control? He still wanted to, like, destroy all magic originally, so, like, maybe controlling the Titan didn't, like, work into that. Like, now he's just kind of obsessed with killing everyone. Yeah, like, he I, I, I think chose... he kind of had a different goal before. Yeah. He only chose to do it once he realized that the Titan would be strong enough to kill the Collector. Maybe Belos was holding on to his humanity before by eating the Palisbans, do you recall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was trying to remain human. Um, but he gave up on his humanity at the end of the at the end of the show. I think that makes sense because like he probably couldn't assimilate with a Titan heart while he was still part human too. So like mm-hmm. when you're a pile of goop, I guess the only way the only way forward is into the Titan's heart because <laughs> like, that's that's it. like you're you're done. And he's, like, they said he's so obsessed with control, that's, like, the last chance he had. Can I just commend Rain for being, like, such a badass? Like, I I think, originally I thought that Belos uh, removed the spell, but no, 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 no. Rain just willpowered their way out of being mind-controlled by the Collector, and then willpowered their way out of being mind-controlled by Belos. (laughs) I'm trying not to be too obsessive over the order in which we talk about things, but did Rain have permanent crying scars on their face at the end? Yep. Oh yep. my god! I, I, I'm stupid. Did, did, did they have like? Oh, it's because they they uh, cried that's, out. That's the, like, um, they cried bellow out scoop. the, the bellow scoop. Oh, yeah. that's. I was like, w- when did they get those again? Oh wow! So it was like acid goop. Yikes! Yeah. Again, I'm I'm just seeing that now, looking through the screenshots. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Also, um, did they? 
it's been so long since we've seen the other episodes, so I don't remember. Was sucks. like whistling because in this episode, Rain a couple times did like whistling to do magic because they're in the Bard Coven, and that's yeah. just really really cool. Yeah, they did. Remember, remember they did that in their like uh, I don't know if it was their like uh, first episode, but on the flashback episode, they whistled into like the drinks to make them have magic. Yeah, something. that's true, but yeah. it wasn't like this, and this one was like moody. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. I also like them smashing their I think they smashed their instrument as like a last ditch effort to try to block Bellows. I was like, no! Uh. Don't smash the instrument! <laughs> you went too far! Yeah. Cause yeah, if you, if you can like master, you know <laughs> bard magic and then you can just sing and make magic happen, that's like you have so much control over Imagine it. If More Rain, so than I feel like a lot of other people do. Imagine if Rain was like at the gym on a treadmill, just casually listening to a song, starts whistling, and then all of a sudden turns around and the entire gym is blown up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I was listening to a really intense song. <laughs> uh, um, Speaking of songs, really good music. Oh my god! Really, really, I can't! Really good. The, the entire thing had outstanding music. You had the Owl House theme popping in, the end credits theme. Yeah, the like remixed end credits things. theme too, and remixed themes. Mm. Oh my god. And just, oh, I'm trying not to skip ahead too much, but again. Oh, yeah, like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Can we talk about the collector's backstory? So, yeah, that was something that. That's something that's that had me game. thinking about the previous episode and how it's like. I think at, at least me, like what his actual story was in this episode, I feel like it wasn't insinuated at all previously. And I think what it is is actually really interesting, but, like, especially in episode two of season three, he was just, like, a goofy, evil kid. So, like, now that they're like, no, 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 he wants to, like, he genuinely just doesn't understand what to do. Like, that is very interesting, and I feel like that wasn't really insinuated well. As usual, talk me through this about what exactly happened. So, he... So the the arc, oh yeah, I'll mention that quickly. In this episode in particular, it seems like they only use they them pronouns for the collector. But up until yeah. now, they've definitely said he. So yeah. uh, I don't know. They used he, they, he can, and they. they used they used he as well. They they used he and they pronouns. Um, both, both of them. Yeah. Uh, so they were yeah, so, with a bunch of uh, the archivists, right? Is that the, the archivists, thing? their siblings, said, hey, go play with the Titans, which seems to me like trying to they get were rid just of... trying to kill him. Yeah, they're trying to get rid of them, but then they just... But then they don't, because then, then, they then, they, then they kill the Titans to protect him. No, I think, I think what it was is they were trying to get rid of them, but then they were just kind of like chilling with the Titans, and they were like, oh shit, they're going to be really powerful if they've got the Titans on their side. Let's get rid of the Titans? Is that, like, the implication there? Like, they were just trying to kill them, Maybe. and then it didn't I don't work, know. and then weird. they got worried it's about that the Collector if having Titans. If, if the Archivists cared about protecting the Collector from danger, why are they just gone now, you know? I don't think so they... No, I don't think they care about protecting them at all. <laughs> like, that's... Just, like, I think they really were just like, okay, I mean, go yeah, die I, on that planet, and then it didn't work, and they were like, uh... Yeah. It's like it's like Invader Zim, but no, I th- I mean I think the archivists like they wanted the Titans gone because they knew the Titans could defeat them, so they just like sent Collector there and then waited a little bit to go try to kill the Titans for whatever reason. Like I don't they know. They imprisoned I, I the Collector, it, right? The archivists. The Titans imprisoned the Collector because oh, the they. Did. Yeah, because the Titans thought the Collector was 
was with yeah. the evil specifically oh. king's dad did that he king's was the dad because the others died and then they were like hey what'd you yeah. do and then the collector's like huh okay this is why we recap because yeah. it's like i just too much information uh okay and then the collector had a grudge against the titans because of that or no 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 the collector the collector um there were no more titans after that yeah but the collector found king yeah Um, yeah he said i found king all by myself and i became friends with him right so the collector still had a grudge against the 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 collector likes the titans yeah. But the archivist turned the titans against the collector by like killing them. The archivists sure are mysterious. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because we never. Yeah, so this show, um, I believe, they understood entering these this final episode, like disregarding the the immediate previous ep- episode. They understood entering this final episode that they had fifty minutes to solve everything. So. They decided we will not solve everything. Yeah. yeah. We will focus on making this a heartfelt finale. We'll we'll feature Luz, Eda, and King front yes. and center, the main characters of the show. It will be about them, their relationship, and them defeating uh, defeating Belos and the Collector. And that's what the season finale is about, and that's why it works, and, because it doesn't try to do too well, much. Well, here's how I feel, is that they didn't... I don't feel annoyed that like out of anything that they left out. I'm like, yeah, like it's yeah. it's almost better to me, like, them being so mysterious. <sighs> it's like, I don't know, like, I'm like, it'd be cool to know more, but at the same time, I have enough information yeah. that it's satisfying I think I, I still have one lingering question, which maybe was answered somehow, we just never picked up on it. But like, how did Ida get the door to the human world in the first yeah, place? Yeah, like, I was thinking uh, that. About is that. still a really strange thing that I. Oh wish yeah, wasn't was it left in answered. the dirt? And then yeah, she and was maybe it was answered subtly or something, and we just don't know. Um, it like, probably belonged. Notice, but it probably belonged to Evelyn, the original witch, True. who was implied yes. to be like mildly implied to be Ida's ancestor potentially, um, but has a similar name. I mean, it, it's like it's ultimately kind of irrelevant now <laughs> with what goes on in the plot. That's funny. I forgot and, about like, that. And I mean, whatever they do, they do whatever somehow to just build a permanent door again, too. So it's the like collector. You know, it's, the collector made it. It's okay, yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah, but it's like you know, that's just that's just a question that has been there since like day one of yeah. the show. I love I feel that like the collector made answer. a door for them. That's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm going to move on from talking about the collector and archivist, but just one last thing on that. Uh, they, So we definitely determined that the archivists were trying to get rid of the collector, but the way they were shown, they appear to be adults compared to the collector being a child, so it's like, yeah. hey, let's kill this kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> hey, that's like, how aliens are. Our younger brother sucks. <laughs> let's kill him. Space aliens are always crazy <laughs> like that. Yeah, that makes sense. If there's anything like the collector, that makes perfect sense. I feel conditioned by finales at this point. I don't know why, but I feel conditioned that I was expecting like Luce to like go through a time portal and then give Ida the <laughs> the like put the door suitcase in the soil and be like like I I'm I'll see you soon, Ida, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they did it. At the same time, somehow if they did, I'd still be like, "Wow, I'm satisfied." <laughs> Like that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Time loop stuff is fun. 
Uh, well, we're not done talking about the collector, but we're done talking about the archivists, I suppose. Um, so, the second phase of the episode, after King Luz and Ida wake up, the collector is really confused. He's like, why don't you like my games? Uh, because you hurt people. And also, because you nearly killed everybody on the day of unity. And the collector's like, well, that's fine. I mean, if they broke, I'd just repair them. And he shows a toy of himself that he breaks and repairs. Yeah. And Luz is like, do you not understand what death means for mortals? You know what surprised me was that I didn't expect them to make me feel much sympathy for the collector because I was like, okay, it's kind of obvious what's going on. They're going to be like, I just don't understand. I thought I was playing games, but I'm hurting people. But I was like, dang, I feel a lot of sympathy for the collector in this yeah. episode. They, you know, they, made it, they made them really cute. Like because they, they did, like, one of the most heartbreaking things is just watching this little boy learn about death. I... And also, it's his fault. I mean, I agree, but I thought you were going to say something different, because this specific thing hit me hard, which was, they were like, you just need to show people compassion, forgiveness. And then the collector's like, you know what, you're right, I'm going to go try that out. On the worst possible person that he could. The collector just wants to be friends with everyone, so, you know, Luz and Co. just teaching him, like, how people act, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get that from, like, like... a person's Ugh. standpoint, when you're trying so hard to break a pattern and you're like, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to change my behavior and you just pick someone who destroys you. It makes you not want to <laughs> like be like, this is like, you're so uncomfortable and you're like, I'm going to go out of my comfort zone, do this thing. And the person just yells at you and you're like, all right, I'm never going to be nice again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, that poor boy got brutalized. He came here for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> learned about friendship and love. Was finally made a friend. Got her killed, and then started dying. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I think also one thing I really like about that moment with the collector and Bella is that it like doesn't backfire because I feel like it would be a very easy writing thing, maybe in another show or something, where that would happen to the collector, and then they would be like, "Well, you know, forgiveness doesn't work. Time to be evil again." Oh, I know. Oh my I god, like, that's not what happened right. at all. I. I respected how confused that they were. I really do, and I, I, I relate to it. Like, with with my with my usual interest in subversions, I was kind of hoping that right like that Luz didn't protect him, and like he just actually died right there. Like that would have been so funny to me if the if he tried to show compassion. Did you say a child dying would be so funny to you? Yes, it would be. Okay, it's a cartoon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nick, Nick what the heck? <laughs> Nick, why? Why? What is wrong with you? There's like... Okay, so this... I mean, it worked really well in the show. I am always, like, side-eyeing when a main character dies in quotations and then comes back heroically, but, like, man, this was awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. so I have a lot of questions about the mechanics of this, but uh, <laughs> just as a, as a spectacle, to watch it is perfect. Well, let's like discuss it. the mechanics yeah, like... really fast. Like, what are you, what are you confused about? <laughs> The gold dust. Why did she turn into gold dust and end up in the portal world? Yeah. Why did she turn into lights and then go to the portal world? And why was the Titan in the portal world when he's also still alive, kind of, in the in the real world? I think he's between... You know, it's funny, because anything I can explain to you, I'm just like, yeah, that's Titan magic. <laughs> it's just, like, a very <laughs> convenient excuse. But, like, I mean, Luce's thing... 
I mean, you're right. Oh, do you think the Titan was trapped in the portal world because they had to do <clears throat> because he had to do that to also trap the collector in there? Because that is where the collector was for a long time. Let's. let's I go think with the that. Titan chose. I think the Titan is magic. Um, he most likely chose to remain there in the portal world. It's also because his heart was still beating. He was stuck between the middle of life and death, and so was yeah. Luke. Isn't it implied that that's purgatory by definition? Like, between life and death, like this place where you are, you know, you're judged or whatever you want to call it. And then it's like, yeah. if, if the Titan's stuck between life and death, then it would make sense that he's stuck in that world. But also, like, he's he's not sinking because he still wants to look after King, which, by the way, his yeah. booty eye... Oh, that, oh, my God, the implications. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> right? That's I another thing, because we've been wondering is... about Hootie's origin also for a long time, and we didn't get anything except for I maybe an implication. I think that eye is literally Hootie. Yeah. I think it's a literal is representation it like, of Is that, like, the other end of Hootie? I, I think... Oh, my God. I, I mean, he's just been watching... You know what? This is this finally answers the age-old question of who the fuck is taking all these pictures, these Polaroids. Who's doing it? It's him. No, no but okay, yeah, like okay, no, no, no. Those those Polaroids could have been from her memory thing. I like realized that. Oh yeah, that makes like, more you know, sense. You know, she can they could pull from memory. That's true. Um, but yeah, like I think that's the reason why he was there is because like it's like the unfinished business thing. Like Luce was sinking, but he's like, no, don't do that. Like you have this thing to do, yeah. and yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. We also, I, I, I'll just say, when that little moment of King's dad saying like he's been watching King and like it shows King being happy with everyone, that made me the most emotional uh, of yeah. everything in this episode. I started crying at that. <laughs> I did my patented Chan almost cry like five times in this episode. <laughs> also, I, I, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to mention also King's dad's voice is really good. Yeah, it is. Like we don't because he's don't in it. He's he's in this episode for so little time, but it just does such an effective job of communicating like the kind of guy he is. But also, yeah. they knew exactly what they were doing, giving him a dad gut. They knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly the right shape. They knew. <laughs> can I can I can I point out that he says I am the king and the queen? But yeah, yeah. dad works. Yeah. Also, the bat. What was it? Bad bad boy coven shirt. Oh, oh my god. So okay, hang on. Do you guys know who voices him? Do you know who fucking voices King's dad? Uh, no, who? It's fucking Aaron Hansen, Eagle Raptor. Oh my god. Is it? <laughs> oh my god, I did not know that. I knew it sounded what? weirdly familiar, but that is not what I expected. Damn. What are they famous for? I don't know them. He's uh, Game Grumps. Uh, the Game Grumps. The game. Oh. I mean, he's a, I, you know, I knew him as an animator before Game Grumps. Didn't they do a lot Game of Grumps. voice work before this, though? Yeah, he's been a, he's been in yeah, yeah. stuff. Do, has he done anything Tipsy might know? Any characters? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he he was a lot in like Mighty Magic Swords, I think. Tipsy, he's SpongeBob. Now you know. Mm, oh wow, wrong. he's Tom Kenny. Yeah, he also voiced <laughs> the Ice King. He also voiced Finn and Jake. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, he's Wellesley Wizard and being Puppy Cat. Wow, all of our favorite characters. <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. I can't even remember which wizard that is. <laughs> no, I ha I finally can mention this because 
As soon as I saw it, my brain went back in time. The cursed body swapped episode that Tipsy liked happened, and Luce had a <laughs> fang because Luce was king. Uh, yes. The fang was brought back, and I immediately was like, "It's the fang." <laughs> I know it's not the <laughs> fang, but like I love. I thought the fang was really cute, and I was like, "People are gonna like that yes. fang," and there it was. Okay, I've got. A, okay, I've got another question. Okay. I think the answer to this is is no, in which case we should come up with one. Does Luz's powered-up form have a name? No. Titan but I, we, we call her Titan Luz. We call her Titan Luz. Who's we? Okay, that's like good. Like the Phantom? I like <laughs> or, like, just us. Because she, she, her hat looks like King's tail. She has a fang like King. She has the claw. Yeah, it's the Titan's power. So I mean, it makes Titan sense. Luz works. I'm just, like, it's cool. I love it. I don't understand how it works. Why, why did giving her those powers bring her back? into the real world but it's cool you know <laughs> I, I think he gave her he gave her like a bit of his life like the supreme kai in dragon ball z um he's just able to do that because he's magic like honestly it's cool enough to, to me that it, i don't care about all these questions like i do think about them but i'm like it doesn't matter did he die like was the implication it was the last of his life force Yes, yeah. yes, because Luz couldn't do oh, magic right. anymore. This is why we talk about these things. I literally forget <laughs> within five minutes. Um, so he died. However, King was alive. I don't know if that means the Titan's heart still beats, but somehow that means that there's magic on the Boiling Isles again. That is interesting to think about because you think the magic comes from the fact that it is made of a big Titan, but it's like the fact that King exists somehow brings magic back, and it's like it doesn't. That the heart is definitely well, not beating anymore. I don't know though, because we only saw King do the glyph magic. We, oh, like, are you, oh, you're saying maybe, maybe only King can do it? Is what? Yeah, you're only saying. King can do it. I think. That makes or more maybe sense, you can actually. do it if you're like standing next to King. Well, be... No, it's implied. It's implied that Luz can do it because they say that she has a whole new Titan language to learn. Yeah, she's gonna learn it, but you know she's gonna be standing next to King when she does it. No, I think she can do it. I think King brings magic back to the Boiling Isles. Um, like, like, like he has a big radius. That's yeah, what you're a, saying. It's a 20-yard radius. It's pretty big. <laughs> you can only perform magic within 200 meters of King. Oh my God! I can't. I okay. I'm, I was gonna literally mention like the end of the episode. I, I, we're gonna go in chronological order. It's the only way. It's too much. Okay. Um, I mean, I just, oh I just want to talk about how cool the all the fight scene stuff yes. was. Oh like, yes, yes, yes. They went so hard. Like, it was like anime, Legend of Zelda, Kirby finale. It's like, like the very definition of insane. me screaming, like, yes, yes, at my, t at my yes. TV, because, like... Yeah, so, since we've given up and we're just screaming, we're just screaming <laughs> about the episode now, could I just, like, mention when when the Collector, when Luz dies, and the Collector's like, where, where, where'd she go? Bring her back. Why isn't she coming back? Either, do you know where she went? And Ida's like, Stand back, kid. I don't know if I can control myself right now. Yeah. And she turns into mega harpy form. And King also mega has feral form. mode. And and King King turns into feral mode. And you see them together in their absolute feral forms. Everyone's turning into feral monsters this episode. It's I awesome. need help with one like, more thing. I don't remember why Ida lost her arm. <laughs> Um, she had the sigil on her arm for one of uh -huh, the uh, yeah. one of the things. Like she replaced and Rain, then she took her arm she off. Shifted into Rain. Right. Yeah, and Rain Rain removed Ida's arm to save her life. And then they just threw it in the trash disposal, or <laughs> like where to go? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that makes. Yeah, it, I was it evaporated. Like, she... It got incinerated. I was gonna say, couldn't she take her arm off and on? But then that makes more sense. I remember now. It's been a while. I'm sorry. Um, 
But yeah, like, seeing, like, like, I don't know, just everything the show introduced, like, King's powers, uh, Ida's, you know, harpy form, and then, like, even when Luce was super-powered and, like, couldn't couldn't exactly get a spell right and then Ida was like focus and do this and it's like call back to her being her mentor and then her using King's thing I'm like oh my god it's like destroying me just such a good utilization of concepts that were introduced it's so satisfying you know yeah and when when uh when Luz is in titan mode she casts magic like witches do oh yeah just from her heart oh yeah and she doesn't know how to do it so Ida helps her yeah the show is so good, you guys. She's like, concentrate, think what you and Ida's like, want and do it. And I'm like, obviously very upset that it's over, but I, and I'm not closing thoughts or anything, but I have to say, I'm almost like this finale was so good, I'm happy it ended where it did, because it's like, damn, like, this could just be an amazing thing that was like, short and sweet and really satisfying, and then if they brought it back, it's like, who knows? Maybe it would have been drawn out or something. The action scenes in this one are at their very best. Like, in previous episodes, when we've had an action scene, it's always like, oh, there we go, it's action scene time. I think my favorite action scene is still Hunter versus Amity in that one episode. I have to rewatch but... Eclipse Lake because, again, I watched it in 12 parts on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for this one, it really, like... It wasn't super fast or anything. Like, like it had some really good action. One thing that comes to mind is Luz ripping Belos out of uh, yes. the Titan's oh, yeah. body. What a like visceral way to communicate that she's basically killing this guy without having it be like too graphic for a kids show, but it still feels like it. And like yeah. her like clearly being unable to do it on her own, and just having her friends all there, just like stopping every like thing that Bellas would do, and it's just like they need each other, <laughs> and this is they do. And Luz has a bunch of friends, and Bellas has nobody because he's a bitch. Yeah. Oh my like, god. I, I just feel like that the step up in animation that's here, like it's so. Yes. It's yes, so movie quality. In in other episodes, you know, they did that kind of thing for like one scene, you know, like in scenes yeah. that deserve it, like the uh, Lumity dance scene, for example. But in this yeah. one, it's like every important scene gets a bit of it. For Western animated TV, this is like kind of the first like this to have this much of it. Like the Steven, well, the Steven movie was a movie though, so I can't count that. But that had like a, a really well animated fight. I haven't to be watched. Fair, this is about as long. This is like as long as the Stephen movie, if not longer. Yeah, it's like I just feel like this is just like a, an interestingly like unprecedented amount of super quality animation for like you know a kids TV show, like kids drama sort of TV show. Like maybe stuff, like maybe like um, Gendy Tarkovsky's stuff, recent stuff that I haven't watched, like gets this degree of animation sometimes. But like that's adult animation. Let's all get owl house tattoos. Disney have always pumped up the pedals for like their shows. Like like Disney always have a bar whereby a show will start off with really good animation. Second season looks worse. Owl House is weird because the second season got more attention animation wise than the first one. And the third one, even more so. Um, but there's still that disparity between the normal Owl House animation and the guest studio super animation. But um, you can see in this episode, they've really, for the first time ever, they really mesh together very well. We're constantly getting well-animated scenes. That They build all stops for this, and I'm glad that Disney at least allowed this episode to look as good as it did. Yeah. 
like just in the meta of whatever Disney's producing, like this is their only show right now that like isn't. I mean, it's over now, but I think this is their only show currently that's like not like Flash animated. Like they had a handful of new shows come out, like Molly McGee and and Moon Girl, and like those seem very like motion tween animated. So it's like they must just have like a special attention when they have these sorts of traditional shows because I mean there was there there was Star Star Gravity Falls this and Amphibia and that's kind of it like I guess kind of Phineas and Ferb but that never goes for anything with its animation so like that doesn't really count F- Phineas and Ferb is like uh, I don't know it's like SpongeBob it's 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 like it's you can hop into any episode it's not intending to be yeah. super special epic battles or anything like that you clearly yeah. don't know the Doofenshmirtz saga. okay okay so uh the next thing that happens i guess is uh bellos is is like i'm free thank you yes that was so good that was that was so good and luz just stands there she doesn't do or say anything and it's like and then the acid rain even the acid rain callback like or the boiling rain yeah. sorry the, yeah, yeah. the boiling oils literally kills him like nothing else kills the boiling oils gets the kill the entire oils hates him yeah, so the, much that it's very rain exos the, yeah that's that's the titan that's the exact you know the titan that was just the boiling oils as Lou said you're the boiling oils the exact titan he was just trying to overtake to kill everyone and it gets him. Yeah, and he gets killed by the rain because that's how pathetic he is. I-, I love how he pretends to be cured, and then the rain melts away his fake skin and shows. Himself. Imagine getting destroyed by rain twice in the same episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> that's embarrassing. Twice bro. in like two. T- <laughs> twice in two seconds, because rain is just like yes, yes. I'm gonna kill Bellus. That was really cathartic. I mean, that's well, you know, I'm always praising like the horror stuff that this show offers, and like, yeah, like they they delivered once again with this finale. I mean, especially the stuff with like just Rain trying to escape the control, like that's some creepy freaking shit. That was so it's cool. So <laughs> it's so cool. Rain is so cool, and was like trying every ounce of their strength to stop Bellos and break free. Like Rain's screen time in this episode probably isn't more than like a minute or two. But they really do the most with it. Yeah. You know what would have made this yeah, episode better is if when they were about to kill a Titan, Kiki Mora showed up and stopped them and then said, <laughs> I'm the Titan. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know who didn't show up at all in this episode? Like, wasn't even referenced in this episode. Kiki Mora. Yes, yes she was. Yeah, she was on the montage at the end. Yeah. She was? Yeah. She was uh, like... I, I just saw, like, Tara Snapdragon staring at the throne, and I was like, where's Kiki she was like, She should also be doing Wasn't this. she, like, doing, like, hard labor in the, in the Yes, <laughs> yes. She was, like, building <laughs> yes. something. And it looked like she was taking orders from Methylamule, so, like, the lowest of the low. I remember. Do you think... <laughs> do you think anyone's disappointed in the lack of Amity screen time in the finale? Yes. Yes, uh, we've actually been talking about that all weekend. Like, Amity is barely in this episode, and so is Hunter, weirdly. Like, it really recontextualizes uh, the previous couple of episodes, but Amity barely was in any of those either! It's, yeah. like, weird, because yeah. I love... I actually love both of those characters. I personally was very happy... Just because, I guess, it was such a satisfying ending, but, like, 
I was happy to just get back to the trio, the main three, and having the others be supporting yes. cast, and also seeing the satisfying endings for the characters I love. Like, it's like, it would have yeah. been nice to see them more, but it's like, they didn't need to be there. I feel like that second episode of the season was really like nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, it gave Willow stuff, but it's like, we don't personally care much about that. But like, you know. We can now understand that the second episode of the season focused on Hunter's resolution with Thatchuck. Oh, I need to tell you something. If you pay careful attention to the image that I've sent every character in the squad, in the squad, in like, Luz's squad, um, has a Flapjack tattoo. Oh my god. Sad. Every one of them, not just under. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I don't see any. Oh, in the squad. Wait, where? Yeah. So Luz, Gus, Luz, Gus, Willow, Hunter, and Amity all have tattoos of Flapjack. Uh, you can't see it on most of them right now because they're on their oh, arms, but they all have them. Amity has one on her um, elbow where you can barely see the skin. Um, Willow, you can see Willow's on uh-huh. her on her shoulder. Yeah, I didn't really think of it, but I guess that could have just been one added, like Cherry on top was having Hunter be involved in like Bellis's defeat. But they've kind of yeah. swapped Hunter to be like he's just with Willow now, like he's more about protecting the school and stuff. I guess like they kind of sw- swapped what his intention or goal is. So like I, it still kind of works out, but now thinking in retrospect, like with how his character arc starts, it would have been cool if he was involved in beating the shit out of Bellos. Hunter has a blue jay now? <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, and it's implied, uh, Dana Terrace implied that it's called Waffles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to talk about this because I've been like just like just trying so hard to not because at the end, but I have to. Go ahead. School We're of Wild Magic now, right? fucking destroyed me and having Ida be the principal. Oh my god. Yes. And, the Ida's design there is so good. And also like just <laughs> like, she's great. Her, her like in the beginning, like, hating school and, and everything that had to do with that yeah. and being able to just, like, teach this, like, passion she had and be, like, the head of it. And also Gus and all their old designs. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, I love though. seeing all them as young she adults. Was, she was an absolute menace, and yet she was Hexide star yeah. people. Don't forget that. Yeah. She was Principal Bump's, like, little menace. This sort of epilogue has been present in like some animes that my sister and i had watched recently so we had been talking about how much we love when that's done so the fact that this was just done in a western cartoon is like really throwing me off i was like i can't believe that they that's the direction they took for the ending like that's so fucking awesome to see i i just would i would have not have expected that if if anything i would have expected a little bit of it like like when lou started narrating at the end i sort of felt like her tone of voice was different so i was like oh it's it's gonna like transition to her with like her like as an adult or something and then it it does um but like when it it does and then it does for like for like 10 minutes which which surprised me i was expecting just a shot of her like becoming an author or something and like writing about the boiling isles or something really simple like that dude because i i haven't i get well okay it would it would spoil it for chan too never mind what never mind I already finished. I finished the Owl House. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I was going to mention how I some other show might do this same thing, sort of. But I didn't watch it. But I saw it spoiled. But I wouldn't want Chan to have really it fast before we move. What on. What show are you talking about? Uh, that's okay. I'll be. What the? 
The, does Amphibia do something oh, like this? I don't care. <laughs> Amphibia's ending. Uh, Amphibia's I mean, don't, ending. You don't have to go into much detail because I've got to watch it, but I just swear I heard somebody say there's a time skip thing. Is there a time skip thing? Yes or no? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, okay. That's all I need. Oh, I, I wanted to fucking... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't talk about Amphibia because I wanted to talk about Amphibia in this video, but forget it. I have um, to... I'll talk about Steven Universe instead. I plan to find some sort of excuse to make myself watch Amphibia, so I... Yeah, I before we move it. on from the School of Wild Magic, I just want to say... There's a thing, Demon Realm, Human Realm Exchange Program, with Gus being the teacher about Human Realm stuff, which I love for yes. him. Uh, yeah. But also, and also this is the logo of the whole, like, school, is like half Earth, half uh, Titan skull. And, like, uh, V had a shirt with that on it, too. But, like, does that mean, are there humans coming into the Boiling Isles other than loose? You know, I feel like it was kind of implied at the end, like, when they were like, welcome to whatever. Because there aren't any in this picture. I know, it, I all... checked their ears, I was like, it'd be perfect to just have, have one of them have normal ears. Because that would, have, like, that would answer all these questions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the Boiling Girls is still secret. Um, but the people of the Boiling Isles are able to move into the human world, but the Boiling Isles is still secret because the, the entrance to it is just the door to the old yeah, exactly. shack. Do you think they're still boiling, house. or they're like the lukewarm isles now? <laughs> they're still boiling, they just killed Bellos, oh, remember? Yes. True. Oh, I have to mention this before I forget. They, they got me with their little trick. I was terrified for a second when they flash-forwarded the lose, and it was like, college pictures. I was like, I swear to fucking... And then... She was like, I'm so excited to see them. It's been so long. I was like, oh, what happened? And she was like, it's been a week. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> they really peeled my leg with it, that one. I thought it was going to be um, similar to <coughs> other animated shows where there's uh, the magic disappears, like in Star, or there's a time skip and she hasn't seen her friends in ages, like other show. Uh, and like, they got me good. It's like they played around with that idea and said, nah, they were friends the entire time. Lou still studies magic. I didn't recognize V. That's her name, right? That's her, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize them at first, and I was like, wait, did Luz get a new girlfriend? Wait, hold on. <laughs> I thought they were like, yeah, I moved on from the Blue Isles. I'll never forget what it did. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm so glad that's, that's, that's not what happened. That's, that's so good. That's like her I know. gremlin sister. I will say, the moment that like made me worry about how this ending was going to go was when uh, Luz was realizing that the like titan magic doesn't work anymore and i was thinking wait though do they have a door back to the human realm because yeah i thought that you too. know Luz and her mom were both here and it's like okay i guess that could be an ending if they just stay here but but what about v they would have left v behind yeah wait, yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's the only thing that meant that they were definitely going to go back to the human realm. V's presence on the other side. Because otherwise it could have been, like, home free. Yeah, we're staying in the bowling Isles forever. But the thing is, that might also be the only reason they want to go back. Because V really likes being a human. It is so interesting how little they talked about... Uh, what's her name? Evelyn? Like, like the... the... Yeah, I know. Yeah, Evelyn. Yeah. I, I Evelyn, wonder, the, like... one, the one who Caleb dated... I wonder, like, I don't know how often creators do this, because I guess I don't follow much this closely, but, like, I wonder if Dana will ever be like, here's, like, the stuff that didn't make it in the yeah. show and some background There are enough unanswered questions. I kind of wonder if they're, you know, if they would make, like, a comic or something to continue the story just a little bit. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. But also it's fine. It's fine to just leave it how it is. Which is great to say. I'm just like, so many finales, I'm like, I am unsatisfied. Like, <laughs> I, I need to address something that I mentioned in the previous... I, I say I mentioned, I aggressively stated in the previous podcast. So... My theory that it was that because the previous episode was so weird and lacking, like, it's not a good episode, because that episode is so weird and lacking that this one would be absolutely crammed and try to solve everything and fail to do so because it had so much it needed to do if it was going to answer all the questions. But it didn't even try. It was like, we don't need to do that. And I'm impressed. I'm absolutely impressed with this finale. It's one of the best TV finales I've seen. It blew my expectations out of the water, and like it, uh, the ending shot reminds me of the ending of Dragon Ball Z. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, I I, I'll that. take your word for that one, but the other stuff <laughs> made sense. Okay, so like the ending shot uh, looks just like a shot from the ending of Dragon Ball Z of all the characters waving at the screen after a after a ten year time skip and saying goodbye. Even fucking Adventure Time, the last frame of. Finn and Jake is them like saying hi to Finn's mom, but they're pointed to the camera waving. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's the whole thing with Owl House too. That the name of all the episodes here is starts with "Thanks for watching." Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you for staying. Thank you for watching the show. They just need to do an Owl House Adventure Time crossover. Okay, one like, thing. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, Chen, you go ahead. Well, my thing was not going to... Okay, I was just going to say, Finn was just going to be like, wow, the Boiling Isles are tops, Bluebee. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> I just wanted to say, my one specific request that I had that I mentioned in the last podcast that I totally expected to happen, at least a little bit, did not happen at all. And that was for um, Ida... And Luz's mom, was what's her name? I forget. Camilla. Anyway, I wanted them to Cam- Camilla. talk. Camila. I wanted Ida and Camila to have a conversation, you know? And they didn't speak to each other in this episode. I'm but they did have that moment in the montage at the end, and it was nice, yeah. and it made me feel good. Even though it wasn't what I asked for. If you can please click the link that I sent that has the, the prom photo on it. Uh, you can see a collection of images. And there's a shot of um, Ida sharing... A bottle of apple blood with Camila. Yes. Or like it looks like Camila was sharing. Uh, Camila was sharing wine, but it's got like straws in it. And Ida's like, here's some apple blood. It's a green apple blood. It's got to be something different. Yeah, there's like they're, sh- they're drinking wine together. It's hilarious. Yeah. I love how uh, she has. She permanently has the LGBT pin on her dress now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's a then there's, I'm looking at these photos now. There's a baseball episode photo. Based a baseball episode that never happened. Yeah. Is Ida wearing Rain's earring? That'd be great. Yes, Ida's wearing Rain's earring, and Rain is wearing Ida's oh. earring, just like in Shira. Oh my God! Okay, I, I'm I'm just on this blog now, looking at Owl House thing. I I forgot about the now eat this sucker line. I'm so happy that. that yeah. That, <laughs> eat this sucker. Yeah, that's so. That's so perfect. Oh man. Love bazooka. Great idea, Finn. Suddenly I'm standing up. I don't know what happened, but here we are. It's hype. I don't know. We got energy. You blacked out and 
Found yourself standing and crying. Okay, so also, Hunter and Willow. Clearly a thing that's happening here, like, in the background. I mean, I'm happy for yeah. them. I'm not emotionally invested, but I'm happy for them. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It's it's sweet. It's very sweet that it's happening and that other characters have things going on between them, which is nice. It's not really amazing, but it's nice. It's a nice background detail. To yeah, show I really like that it's clearly something, but they don't put any point on it. Like, because... In any, you know, like in Adventure Time for so long, but this is what Bubbleine was. You just had to look at it and think about it to, in order to understand, right? I like that the straight romance in this show is the one that is not center stage. <laughs> Honestly, like, uh, the, the, the voice actor for Hunter said that Willow and Hunter could have, like, kids and get married, and Hunter would still think they're just friends. <laughs> True. <laughs> so. I think, I mean, I think their personalities do complement. I think it's a very sweet relationship with, like, the. Willow helping him through anxiety attacks and their shared trauma and all that, you know? I, I think I think it's yeah. cute, but again. And, and Hunter being a little bit protective. I mean, I'm not... I, I, if, if we go into dissecting the relationship, my problems with Willow as a character are going to pop up. Let's just so leave it to I'll the good that, feelings here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, stay, let's stay with the good feelings. It's cute. Okay, now, but what's important is what do you think of Amity's final hair? She looks great. I love how she yeah. showed up and she's like an adventurer. Like, she comes with a book. Is that a book from the human realm? Is that one that oh, Luz wrote? Or is that one that she found in an epic yeah, journey across the Boiling Isles? I really like that they, like, disowned Amity's mom. I know! She's <laughs> not Wait, really, where is she? Like, da- her, her dad, Arador, has a thing with Darius. Yeah. And that does that mean that Amity and Hunter are siblings now? Yep, yep. <laughs> I guess. Because, yeah, Hunter was adopted by Darius and uh, Wolf Girl, I guess. Oh my god, that means that Willow is Amity's sister-in-law. <laughs> Life is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but all the all the final designs were, like, outstanding. I love them. They're very cute. Okay, I- I'm looking at this book that Amity had. I think it's not from the human realm, because it's got, like, spikes on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't do spikes here. <laughs> <laughs> I yet. love how I love how like elaborate the design is. It looks cool. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I came I came into this. I was excited, but I was like, my expectations were kind of low. And, and she's so happy. I was Amity. I mean, I was ready to enjoy myself, but I was like trying to keep my expectations in check. Like they've got a lot to talk about, so I'm just gonna enjoy this. And I'm like, oh my god, how did they do that? <laughs> I did see Titan lose like pictures of her before, and I might have seen a time skip picture, but didn't process. Dude, what I actually. It was. You want to know? You want to know what I found out about? I found out that Luz fucking dies. Amazing. Sad. No, really. And I was like, oh, is this going to be just like Amphibia or Star? And, and I was like, I, I'm not really. I don't really care. She's gonna come back to life. It'll be fine. But then, but then, like they had the whole thing with the collector, and I was like, and either and King. And I was like, oh, that okay, okay, that is actually emotional. I, uh, I didn't get anything spoiled. Actually, it's funny. Of all things, I could have get gotten spoiled. I think I saw a picture that's like Willow X Hunter is canon. Now <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tipsy somehow. I think I feel like you're just in the danger zone all the time. Just, like, people yes. just send you spoilers unprompted. Nobody did that this time because I didn't give them the chance because I watched the episode with my girlfriend as soon as I could. I was away at a convention, and I was, um, 
I don't check Twitter anymore. I was checking Facebook a lot, and for some reason, Facebook was showing me. Dude, I'm surprised no one in anime Boston was like cosplaying Titan Lose the day of the episode. I know, but there there was a um, there was a Lose and a collector next to me, and they were talking, and I was you like, were like, don't you dare! <laughs> You've definitely no, no, no that it. that the meme picture of the guy in the corner. I was like. They don't know I'm in charge of the Owl House Reaction Podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a very famous podcast. Oh, man. Uh, there's so many little details, though, like uh, Lilith, and Lilith and Amity are working together to turn Hexide into a museum, or at least part of it into a museum. Wait, was that Hexide? Oh, yes, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. But they're either extending the museum into it, or they're turning the entire thing into a museum. And Hexite has moved into the Wild Magic University, oh, yeah, yeah. which is in the like Titan Skull, I think. And then uh, yeah. we forgot to mention uh, Amity's dad solved the the seals on people's wrists. Like they figured yeah. out. Yes, how to get rid Amity's Anador mad science. Uh, Anador is wearing a scientific parasite for the entire ending scene of the episode. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at that right now. I, I love that. It's de- it's totally a scientific parasite, but it's also an abomination. Cute. It's just got a little bit of yeah, abomination in his pocket. It's almost certainly an Adventure Time reference. I would be astounded if they had not seen a scientific parasite before and made that. Is it in the final picture? I want to see this. It is. Yeah, it is. he's got it on his little chest. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Mafolomio has an actual beard now, probably. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Gus looks so cute. I cannot stand it. They, I mean, they yeah. all do, but oh yeah. my god. His hair is so good. I know, and his glasses. It's it's wild. I'm actually re-watching Avatar The Last Airbender with my friend who hasn't seen it. And, Based. and Katara is uh, Amity's voice actress, and it's so funny. I don't know, it's just interesting to, to hear her. She was 17 at the time, and probably one of her first roles, and I'm like, oh my god. This is so... I'm gonna be honest, if, if Amity could learn blood bending, I bet she would do it. <laughs> probably. Uh. Uh, yeah, Amity is weird, because her story arc ended at, like, the beginning of season two, so for the rest of the story, she's just sort of been along for the ride, and you can really tell that in this finale. She had nothing going on. Like, she was the only character with nothing going on other than being there for lose, I suppose. It's strange, because I'm not even mad about it. I'm just happy for her. Like, I don't need her to be... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I don't... They never, they never made her out to be a super fantastic character, so it's not like we feel like we're missing something really important. She had her arc, she completed it, it's fine. And it's like, I don't need them to throw in, like, a shitty, like, forced drama between her and Luz. Like, I need some time alone. I mean, I guess, like, I... Hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, was there an episode like that? Ever? Like... Maybe the wrestling no. one, I guess, when no. she was acting weird. There was like, no, Luz, they had... Luz was worrying that Amity was thinking that way, but she wasn't. Right, that's it. Like, there was and that. I'm just like, it's not, I don't know, that stuff isn't fun for me to watch. I'm just like, alright, just get over it, please. Yeah. They didn't do, they didn't do a roof fire. Is that the term for it? I'm calling it that now. They didn't do a roof fire. What does that mean? When Ruby and Sapphire separated, separated for like a few episodes because because of something else that was unrelated to them. Got it. Um. Yeah, I I know. I I know. I just said this like a minute ago, but I I love how in the whole epilogue, every time we see Amity, she's just got a big smile. Like she's just so satisfied with what her life is like now. She was so sad. I'm happy for her. Now she's found purpose and she could be herself, and I cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> look at how look at how her brother and sister are dressed. So her sister looks really nice. She's got some acne there, but she's she looks really nice. And then her brother is dressed in this wacky outfit. He's a oh yeah, her brother went into potions. Oh. Like he was really good at potions and now he's into it himself. That's oh that's cute. I could just like stare at this he, photo and dissect it for all like the rest of the day to be honest. Yeah, the siblings the siblings were originally illusionists, but now he's gone into well, now he's no longer bound to be an illusionist, he's gone into potions as well. Nick, I have one question oh. for you. Uh, Did yes. the finale beat the library episode? Hmm. Uh, Interesting uh, question. I mean, I I was thinking to rewatch that episode, but it, I feel like emotionally, currently, it does. <laughs> Great. Because um, it, I mean, it just, like I was saying, like, it just delivers, so, like, it was just so satisfying. Like, it was such a great conclusion. It was, I mean, it's a niche thing to say, but it was really reminding me of, like, how Kirby games usually end, where they just have, like, you defeat a god in, like, the most anime way possible. Like, it really felt like that sort of thing. It was just so such an exciting satisfying watch and the animation yeah. was so good that i think i could just watch it over and over and over again yeah i'd say like for adventure time the finale is good but it's far it's far 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 from being the best episode of adventure time like there's a massive list of better episodes i've never uh, i've never rewatched the adventure time finale but i i don't think i have either i think i did like close to when it came out i couldn't handle it since but then. I've rewatched it several times. Uh, I'd say Together Again is better, but also worse in some ways. Um, and and like and like some some things are better. Islands is a better experience. Elements is a better experience altogether. But they're both twice as long as the finale. This is probably the best episode of Our House. It it takes advantage of its long runtime. It doesn't feel stapled together like Adventure Time's finale did. Yeah. So so I'd say this is. This is the best episode of Our House because it's the best conclusion. Yeah, that was like the it was like the first thing that uh, Chan said in this podcast, right? You said like the pacing is so good. It's, ins- it's true. It was insane. Yeah. Like I yeah. just when it was like there was not a point where I was like, okay, move on. Like, oh my god, what are we doing? Or like, oh, is this going to end soon? I'm scared. I was just enjoying it in the moment, just being like, yeah. at any point, this can end, and I will be satisfied right now. Like the it had a nice long ending. Yeah, but, and then, like, Very the final epilogue, scene. there was, like, three epilogues. Because I was like, okay, I guess it's gonna end here. Oh, okay, more, great. Yeah. Okay, I guess it's gonna end here. Oh, more, okay. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just... What do you think? Sco- Should was, we score it? She-Ra's ending scene? She-Ra's ending scene is about 15 seconds long. Amazing. Perfect. How about Over the Garden <laughs> Wall's ending scene? And so that's the ending, and everyone's satisfied with whatever they said. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love Over the Garden Wall. Uh, what do you think? Do you do, Any final thoughts, or do you want to score the episode? I mean, I can't give it anything less episode? than a 10. It's so... If, if there was anything, like, critically wrong with this episode, there, there was nothing critically wrong with this episode. The it's one thing I asked for, they did not do, that. and I can't even complain about it. Like, like, I don't even care about the things they didn't do. I, there was nothing that I was on the edge of my seat. The only thing that I thought was, like, could have been... 
is Caleb. Like, like they had the scene in a previous episode of Caleb. They they kind of followed up on that with Luz giving uh, the Emperor the same stare that the Caleb ghost did. Did you yeah. notice that? I just saw that post that you retweeted every blog. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they followed up on that. The only thing I think they could have done that was missing is have a reference, is have like Hunter witness Sparrow's demise. That would have been nice. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been very nice, actually. But like, that doesn't detract from the actual scene being really, 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 really good. Had, yeah. Like one of the best endings for. Villain. They could have had Hunter be the one that st- stomped his head in at the end. Yeah, or one of the people. Like it would have been good to have more characters involved in Velus's defeat, but it also is good that there wasn't too. Like it could have ended up being a little bloated if like Amity and Hunter got involved yeah. in beating him up and stuff too. So like it, it yeah. works either way. Also, Rain they was one of them, so and like well. they deserve it more than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a critically good film, and <laughs> it's a creatively good cartoon episode. There's nothing more. There's there's really nothing more they could have done to make me like it more within the time frame that they had, because they made it everything have have like plenty of all of the space that it needed to be really good. And I can't ask them to remove that space to add more scenes. So you give it an eight. No, I'm okay, <laughs> obviously a ten. Also, like highest ten I've ever. Ten point one. Ooh, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll write it. Yeah, we'll, we'll give the episode ten point one. I yeah. agree there. <laughs> Same matched. I mean, it was okay. it was fantastic, and I I adored the show, and I had a lot of fun with you guys. Yeah, uh, I would also do a 10. In retrospect, talking about like maybe Hunter could have been more involved, stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, okay, that could have added to it. But I only thought of that afterwards. My only immediate thought watching, again, was like the first maybe six or seven minutes, like the writing was really blatant and weird. Um, But then it, like, then it turned into an action movie and I was like, never mind, alright, this is badass as hell. I think you were correct when you said it could have added to it, but it also could have detracted from it because, like, then it's like you yeah. have to split the emotional weight of yeah, these like things I, happening I between really don't, too many personalities. It's, yeah, like I really don't see that as a negative. Yeah, I, I was talking about like in depth with Jeff Kimberly yesterday about Steven Universe and why I lost investment in that show in the end, and it's because it had too much emotional heavy lifting. Like it asked too much from the viewer to be invested in stuff. Um, over and over small things this show doesn't do that it focuses on the big issues and I suppose if we resolved every single small conflict then it would be incredibly bloody corny and distracting from the the heavy hitting stuff now something else that's a huge win for this episode the pacing of the whole final season and how they separated the episodes by like a, a long time kind of it really yeah. did kill my hype that I was feeling about this show between the episodes. And, like, the middle one, it came out and no one was talking about it. Yeah. Nobody liked the middle one. Like, I, I didn't see that episode for a few, like, maybe a week or something. Maybe not that long. But a few days after it came out and I saw no one talking about it. The, the only people who will remember the middle episode after today are Huntlow fans. Those are the only people who will talk about <laughs> this it. This one brought it all back so easily. Yeah. It's like, yes, this like, is what this show is. It's good. Just from immediate memory right now, if I had to do, like, top three episodes, it would be this, the library, and then the season three, episode one. 
Yeah, so season three, episode one, season three, episode three, and the library, and either the library or the uh, mountain. I still love Agony of a Witch. That was a good one, but Agony of a Witch was really, really, really good. Um, it's only failed by how the episode after was. Even like when Luce was on Um, that bridge on this episode, I was having flashbacks. Yeah, it was like the same way. They they referenced it. They referenced uh, Lilith and Amity being enemies in the first season. Like, the collector's like, oh, how did you get Lilith and Amity to forcefully join you? And, and uh, then they're like, nobody, they didn't, they didn't force anyone to do anything. They just chose to do that. So there was a reference to that. I'm trying there. very hard to think of a haiku. I just want to do one more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's make a haiku. Here we go. I guess it's over. I guess it's over. Okay, good. That was five. That was close. <laughs> I had a wonderful time. I loaf all you guys. Thanks for watching. <laughs>